Did you hear the news? No, Sammy, I didn't hear. You didn't hear the news? Oh, my goodness. Um, my parents don't let me listen to the radio, Sammy. Beryl, that's not the kind of news I meant. I meant, did you hear the news about Zach? What news about Zach? Oh, boy. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell. How would I hear the news if, 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 if people can't tell? Oh, here's Zach. Zach, am, am I allowed to tell? Are you allowed to tell what? Am I allowed to tell the news? I don't know what the news is. How should I know? I don't know what the news about you. Oh, that, yeah, I don't care. Beryl, Zach, and his grandparents and his parents are moving. Really? They're moving? Yeah, I think they're moving. Where are you moving, Zach? Um, we're, we're moving to Arizona. Arizona. Wow, that's a strange place. No, it's not. I didn't mean Zach. I didn't mean a strange place like strange. I, I just meant it was a different place than I usually know of. Whatever. Wow. When are you leaving, Zach? Beryl asked. I'm not sure. Oh, right. I remember now. I remember. We're leaving um, tomorrow afternoon. Wow, that's sudden. Well, actually, the trip has been planned for a while. Just I didn't tell too many people because my grandfather and my parents were a little nervous that maybe something wouldn't work out because they hadn't bought the house yet. But now that they bought the house, we're moving. Avrema walked by. You're moving, Zach? Yes, Avrema. I'm moving. Why? Oh, well, it's not really my decision. You see, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, depends how you want to look at it, but my father got another job. And it's located in Arizona. So he has to move. And my grandfather, who has started to live by us after we lived by him for a while, decided he's going to come with us. All right. Well, see you later. When are you leaving? I'm leaving tomorrow afternoon. Just then the Rebbe walked in. And the Rebbe said, Oh, today in honor of Zach's last day in school, I've brought in some donuts in honor of Hanukkah too and some delicious oil to drink. Oil to drink, Rebbe, everyone in class said. Well, what do you mean? When you crush the oil at the oil place where you crush the oil, we watched it on a video, didn't we? That they crush the oil and then they taste it. Rebbe, but I don't think they're supposed to drink it like a drink. All right, I'm just kidding anyway. I brought in some apple juice and some orange juice, whichever one you like better. And I also brought in a very, very delicious candy that um, you see over here. It's that big lollipop. It takes like six hours to eat. Yes, and you're not allowed to suck it in school, only at home. That way I don't have to worry about you eating a lollipop all of class. And I understand that Zach also brought something in. And Zach came to the front of the room with a big freezer bag. That's a bag that's insulated so that it keeps things either hot or cold. And he put it on the desk of the Rebbe. And he opened the bag and he took out of the bag three big cartons of Chalav Yisrael ice cream. Of course, one of the flavors was pistachio because Sammy had known that Zach was going to do this and he requested his favorite ice cream, pistachio. And the Rebbe, together with Zach and a couple of other boys who decided they'd be willing to help, made ice cream sundaes for each boy. Three scoops of ice cream. Uh-oh. We're running out of ice cream. No, no, no. I have more in the in the Rebbe's room. Oh, okay, fine. 
and they gave out, everyone had ice cream, oh, delicious, eating a donut with ice cream, oh, it's geschmack. And then the Rebbe said a nice of our Torah, and the Rebbe asked Zach, remind me, when are you leaving? I'm leaving Emir Hashem tomorrow afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to get in the, we're going to get in the car, and we're going to drive to Arizona. Wow, that's a long drive. Where are you going to stay? Well, we're, we're going to stay in the, um, along the way, like in hotels. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it seems exciting. I, I hope it's exciting. I'm going to miss everybody, but. Oh, you've the Rebbe said. But tomorrow is the second day of Hanukkah. So if you go and you leave in the afternoon, where are you going to light the Hanukkah menorah? Where are going to light, where, where are you going to light? Are you going to light before you leave? But that's no longer going to be your home. And where are you going to light? In the hotel? You're not allowed to light fires in the hotel. Hmm. The Rebbe said, just then, Rabbi Feingold knocked on the door. Oh, Rabbi Feingold. Come in. Oh, Rabbi, Shalom Aleichem. I understand today is Zach's last day in school, so I came to wish him a Tzayischem L'Shalom. Thank you, Rabbi Feingold. And I also wanted to express our Akaros because you taught us how hard work makes a person become great in Torah and in mitzvahs. If you think about how long you've been here and how much you've grown, ah, you're a real star. And in honor of that, I spoke to a couple of Rebbeim and we decided that we're going to give you a gift. And the Manal went back outside and he came back in and he brought in a gigantic, beautiful set of Shisha Sidri Mishnah. Zach said to the Manal, it's not necessary. It's, it's, it's really, it looks very expensive. Actually, it is. It's the most expensive set we could find. And it has all the mafarshim. And in the back it has explanations. But we think that it's good for you. We think that when you move, every time you learn Mishnayis, which I'm sure will be very often, you'll think of us back here. And you'll think of us with warm thoughts. Yes, Sammy. Well, what's the problem? Um, if he's standing out in the cold, how will he have warm thoughts? Avrem will kicked in at this point. Sammy, he's moving to Arizona. It's never cold in Arizona. Oh, oh, good point, good point. Well, the Rebbe turned to Manal and said, Manal, I, I was just wondering about something. Zach is leaving tomorrow afternoon. Do you know what time, Zach? Uh, about 2 o'clock. About 2 o'clock. That means that he's not going to be able to light the manure before he leaves. Well, maybe maybe they shouldn't leave. What should they do? If they leave, then they're going to end up missing the Zman Hadlaka. They're not going to be able to light the Menorah. Oh, no problem, Rebbe. They'll just light when they get to the place they're staying. They're staying in a hotel. You're not allowed to light fires in a hotel. Uh-huh. The is going to miss out on the whole mitzvah for this night. What should they do? Well, I'll tell you the truth. I once heard, I, I think I once heard, that, that there's a machloikes, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, that's what it is. There's a machloikes between, between uh, who is it, who is it, who is it? Um, 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 um. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. There's a machloikes between the, the minchas chinuch and the nefesh, the nefesh, the nefesh hachayim. No, oh, the nishmas odom. The nishmas odom, that's what it is. The nishmas odom and the, the minchas chinuch have an argument. They're arguing about the following case. 
Bacharim. Listen to this incredible case. Yes, Nasan. Rabbi, can I go get a drink? Um, if you have to. Listen to the following case. Let's say you live in a city that doesn't have a shaifer. Yes, Sammy. Every city has a shaifer. Where does every city have a shaifer? In their sitter. Tikab is shaifer gadol. Every city has shaifer. No, I mean the physical thing called the shaifer. Let's say you live in a city that doesn't, that doesn't have a shaifer. Do you have to go to a city that has a shaifer? Rabbi Fangel called on Sammy yet again, but this time his hand was on his forehead, which probably meant that he was getting a little bit annoyed that he can't get too much out before Sammy's questions. Yes, Sammy, he said again. Rabbi Feingold, why do you need to live in a city with a shafer? Why should you go to a city with a shafer? What's wrong? What? Is there halacha somewhere that you have to have a shafer? Of course, on Rosh Hashanah, you have to have a shafer. Oh, oh, is it possible Rabbi Feingold forgot to say that part? Okay, I'll try again. Let's say it's Rosh Hashanah. And you live in a city without a shafer. Do you have to go to a city? Yes, Sammy. But is the other city in the Tchum or out of the Tchum? Okay, let me, let me start my question one more time. Let's say you live in a city without a shofar, and it's Erev Rosh Hashanah. Do you have to go to the city that has a shofar? Or could you stay in your city, even though it means you're not going to be able to do the mitzvah of shofar? What do you think? What do you think? Yes, you can seal. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I think that you should just cut off a horn from 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 a nearby from a nearby goat. <laughs> um, you could do that. You could, do that. but then you have to clean it out and make it into shafer. And Avramel spoke up again. You could seal. What are you talking about? Do you have a goat in your backyard? Uh, no. Well, then what are you saying? But I have a shofar in my in my closet. Okay, fine, whatever. Instead, of, guys, 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 listen. So. You can see how the suggestion. But Lamaisa, what do you have to do? Anybody else have any? Yerachmiya, what's your idea? Well, Rebbe, I, I think that that because the city doesn't have a shofar, probably you shouldn't go where the shofar is. You should go to the city before Rosh Hashanah where the shofar is, find if there's another shofar, and bring it back to your city so you can be in a city that has a shofar and help everyone else in your city do the mitzvah of shofar. Doesn't that make sense? It does make sense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But what if the other city doesn't have a shofar? I mean, a second shaver. Oh. So, the Nishmas Odom says, don't worry about it. You don't have to. There's no obligation to get to a city with a shaver. You know why? Yes, Sammy? Because because they didn't have cars back in those days and it took a long time to travel and you might end up getting there after a shana starts and walking out of the tchum. Nope, that's not why. Yes, Beryl. Um, I, I think the reason is, the reason is because, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'll tell you the reason. The reason is because, is Erev Rosh Hashanah the time of the mitzvah of shofar? No. It's not time to blow shofar in Erev Rosh Hashanah. As a matter of fact, yes, Nisano. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Rabbi, Rabbi taught us that, that it's usher to blow shofar in Erev Rosh Hashanah. That's true. So it's not a time of shofar. So if it's not the time to blow shofar, then why would you have a mitzvah to go to the city with a shofar? When does your mitzvah begin? On Rosh Hashanah. Are you allowed to walk to the other city on Rosh Hashanah if it's outside the Tchum? No. So you don't have to do it. 
So the Nishmas Adam says, don't worry about it. Don't go. It's okay. Now, if you want to go, you can go. If you want to do the mitzvah, that's very nice of you. But you're not obligated. However, the Minchas Chinuch says, Rabbi, who, who's the Minchas Chinuch? It's a very good question. I'll let your Rabbi answer that because right now I'm trying to just talk about this topic. So the Minchas Chinuch writes, what? How could that be? You don't have a mitzvah to get to do a mitzvah? Of course, part of doing mitzvahs is make sure you can do the mitzvah. That's what the Minchas Chinuch says. And therefore you have to go to the city with a shofar. Yes, Emmy. Uh, Rabbi, I- I'm sorry, Minal, that I- I'm asking this question, but but what does this have to do with Zach lighting the Minera? I mean, I mean, I-, I I get things confused sometimes, but I didn't know that there's a mitzvah to blow shofar on Hanukkah. Ugh. I mean, if I learn Maseches Rosh Hashanah on Hanukkah instead of Maseches Hanukkah, there is no Maseches Hanukkah, Sammy. There's no Maseches Hanukkah. Then how do we know what to do? That's, a, that's another question your Rabbi can answer, but let's stick to the topic. So, how does that have to do with the story of Zach? And this is how it has to do with it. Because if Zach leaves, then is he going to be able to do the mitzvah? No. So should Zach stay to do the mitzvah? Should he go to the city with a shofar to light the Hanukkah Menorah? Rabbi? Yes, Sammy. I, I'm, I'm really confused. Does he have eight shafers so that he put oil in each one and he lights that for the Hanukkah Menorah? No, that's not what he... No, 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 no. So then why is he going to the city with a shafer? Oh, you're right. right. I, I made a mistake. He'll go to the city with a Menorah. Oh. I have a Menorah. He doesn't have to leave our city to go to the city with a Menorah. That's not what I mean, Sammy. What I mean is, he should... If he leaves before the time for lighting candles, that's like he's going to a city without a Menorah. And... According to the Nishmas Adam, you could do that. Because you're not obligated to make sure you have a Menorah before the time to light. But if you hold like the opinion of the Minchas Chinuch, then you're obligated to make sure you're going to be able to light the Menorah. Yes, Ikusiel. Rabbi Feingold, I, I, I have a question. Yes. Why, why, why don't they just light the Menorah in their car? Ooh, light the Menorah in their car. Yeah, uh, we once we once did that. We 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 once lit our manure in the car. Oh, really? And what happened? Uh, the oil spilled all over the place. Oh, <laughs> so probably that's not good. But but, but 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 then my parents got candles and they lit the manure in the car. Oh, did that work out? Well, it worked out pretty well until the candle fell and caught the seat on fire. And then my father had to call the fire department, and it was kind of embarrassing to explain. Uh, whatever. Okay, okay. So I don't think it's such a good idea. But but they can ask the child. So which opinion should we follow? I'll tell you the truth. Rebel Yashiv says, if a person wants to fly from Eretz Yisrael, yes, Sammy, is it possible that people can't fly? Sammy, what do you do with an airplane? Oh, airplanes fly, but people don't fly. What do you call the pilot of an airplane? A pilot? No, I, I know he's called a pilot. What I mean is, What's it called when the pilot is driving the airplane? Um, driving the airplane? No, it's called flying. It's an expression. People fly means they go in an airplane. Oh, uh, okay. So when the pilot, I mean, when the person in Eric Shell wants to fly to America, he's going to leave Eric Shell, fly to America, and he's going to miss the time of one day for Adlaka. Rabbi Yashav was asked, 
Can the person do that? And Rabbi Yosher says, the Nishmas Adam says, you're allowed to. You're not obligated to make sure you have the mitzvah opportunity before the time comes. Once it's night, you would not be allowed to fly until you late the minute. Well, Sammy heard this great idea, this great psakdin, and Sammy decided that he was going to make sure that he remembers it. The best way to remember something in halacha is to do it, is to practice it. And Sammy decided he was going to practice it. The next day, Sammy came to school. Lamudiko, this was regular. It was Hanukkah, so it was very exciting. They had more candy, chocolate, chocolate gelt. They had some chocolate gelt, and they had some jelly beans that they played dreidel with. Kind of gross when you think about it, but, you know, Sammy was pretty good at dreidel. When it came to secular studies, the first thing they had to do was math. And they had a workbook for math that they wrote in. And the night before, the teacher, Mrs. McGillicuddy, had assigned math homework. Now, of course, the boys all protested. They said, it's Hanukkah. We can't have math homework. We can't have homework. It's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. And Mrs. McGillicuddy said, I don't care if it's Hanukkah or it's uh, uh, vacation. But the point is, I, I want you to know how to do the math. And if I don't give you homework, you're going to forget the math. I won't give you English homework. I won't give you social studies homework. I won't give you science homework. But I'm going to give you 40 problems of math. 40 problems? All right, fine. I'll give you 20. And of course, everyone said, oh, okay, only 20, fine. That was Mrs. McGillicuddy's little trick, right? She said 40, and they said, oh, and they said 20, and they had Anyway. And she went around the room to check if people did their math homework. And she went around the room, one person after the other. Uh, you could see you skipped about five problems. Uh, I, I didn't really know them. Avramo, well, what about your math homework? Ms. McGillicuddy, I knew it so well, I did it all in my head. <laughs> but that doesn't count for homework. I can't grade your head. Well, if you, if you want, you can, um, I'll give you a special password and you can access my brain. Avramo, I'm not taking any more jokes from you. Oh, knock, knock. Avramo, I said, I'm not taking any more jokes from you. Okay, okay. And I'm giving you a zero on this homework. Uh, but that's it. Sammy, what happened to your homework? Oh, I didn't do it. Why didn't you do it? Because I didn't take my math book home yesterday. And why didn't you take your math book home yesterday? Oh, because Rebel Yashiv said I didn't have to. Reb Al- Ali Yashiv? Ali, Ali who? Not Ali. E- L? Like the letter L? Oh, Rabbi L. Yah, like yes in Yiddish. Uh-huh. No, just say Yah. Yah. Okay. Rabbi El Yah and Shuv. Shuv. No, not Shuv. Shuv. Oh, you mean like Chuv? No. El Yah Shuv. El Yah Shuv. Uh-huh. Who is he? Well, he's a person who's no longer alive. So then how did he tell you what to do? Oh, because <laughs> the Manal told us, uh, Rufangel told us yesterday what he said. Oh. And what did he say? Uh, basically, he said, I don't have to take my math book home. You see, um, if if you have a city without a chauffeur, a what? You know, a chauffeur ram's horn? Oh, yeah. And then you have another city without a chauffeur. You don't have to go from the city without a chauffeur to the city with a chauffeur. And that's why I didn't take my math book home. Ms. McGillicuddy said, what? What are you talking about? 
Who, who, who taught you this? Rabbi Feingold. Okay. So you can now go to Rabbi Feingold's office and explain to him why you didn't bring your math book. Okay. I'll do that. Sammy walked down the hall whistling to himself. Hanero's halalu. I'm not so good at whistling, but Sammy was good at it. And he came to the office. He was in a great mood because he knew that he had the best argument in the world and he was right. Brother Fangle will see you now, Mrs. Gold said. Ah, Sammy! Um, were you sent to my office for a reason? Uh, um, I'm supposed to explain to him now why I didn't do my math homework. Um, why didn't you do your math homework? I didn't do my math homework because I didn't take my math book home. You had to come to my office to tell me that you didn't do your math homework because you didn't take your book home? Uh-huh. Okay. Why didn't you take your book home? I didn't take my book home because that was the psak of Rebel Yashiv. Rebel Yashiv, Paskin, you don't have to take math books home? No, 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 no. Because it, it, it's a city without a chauffeur. What's a city without a chauffeur? Um, remember yesterday? I remember yesterday. I remember what, what, what the Manal you told us all about. Yeah, I remember the whole director that I told you. So Rabbi Yasha said that if it's not the time for a mitzvah, you don't have to take uh, um, like steps to make sure you can do the mitzvah, right? Yeah. So from that, it makes sense that if it's not yet time for homework, then you don't have to take the steps to do the homework. What? So when I was in school, homework only begins when you get home. So when I was in school, there was, it was not the zman for homework. It wasn't the time to do homework. So, so I didn't need to make sure that when I get home, I could do my homework. So I didn't take my math book because if I took my math book home, then it would have been l'chatchila, like, like Rebbe said. But, but I don't have to take my math book home when it's not time to do math at home until I get home. And when I get home, I don't have my math book. And I wasn't chayv to bring my math book. Just like, just like if, I, if I was in a city without a chauffeur, I don't have to go to the city with a chauffeur. So if I'm at home without a math book, I don't have to go back to school and get my math book. Wow. Rabbi Feingold held back the smile that was trying to fill his face. Because Rabbi Feingold did get a gishmak. He did enjoy the interesting svara. And Rabbi Feingold said to Sammy, I understand, Sammy, that you're writing a safer. Yeah, my Rebbe says I'm writing safer. Uh huh. What's the safer called? It's called Divrei Shtus. I think this Devartera belongs in that Sefer. I think it's a prominent Devartera for that Sefer, for Divrishtos. Ah, so the Manal likes it. I like it. Save it for Purim. And from now on, bring your math book home, because now I'm telling you to do it. I'm telling you the mitzvah begins the moment the homework is announced. You have the mitzvah of homework. Rabbi Feingold? Yes. Where in the Torah does it say that you have to do your homework. Actually, Sammy, we learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu. After Hashem would teach Moshe Rabbeinu something, Hashem would pause. You know why? Uh, I, I think so Moshe Rabbeinu could go to recess? No. I mean, not really. Not not really go to recess. Well, anyway, how would Moshe Rabbeinu go to recess? He had nobody to play with. Uh, but but basketball you can play yourself. You don't need, maybe maybe there's a hoop in, 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 in the area. No, no, no. 
It was a Moshe kid Chazer. So Moshe didn't go home for homework, but he did Chazer, what he learned with Hashem. And so since Moshe had time to Chazer after Hashem taught, the same thing. When you finish in school, you go home and you Chazer, you review. So from now on, I expect you to take your math book home and any other book you're supposed to take home and any other paper you're supposed to take home and do it properly. Sammy looked at Rabbi Feingold and he said, okay, um, Rabbi Feingold, I, I, don't, I don't mind taking all the stuff home and I don't mind doing all the math homework, but is it possible that on Hanukkah there was a rule that there's no homework? Um, Oh yeah, that was in, yeah. I sent it out. Well, is it possible that I don't want to say lashon hara about a teacher, but is it possible that it's Hanukkah? Yeah. And is it possible that last night was also Hanukkah? Yeah. And is it possible maybe that a teacher was giving homework when she wasn't supposed to? Um. And so therefore, even though maybe I didn't do it the right way, but I wasn't chayv anyway to do the homework. All right, Sammy, you go back to class and I'll work on it. But from now on, do what your teacher says, even if it's against my rules. Oh, really? Could I jump out? No. All right. See you later, Sammy. All right, Rip Angle. See you later. And Sammy left, and that was the end of the story.